I had no reason to have a dark childhood because I had great parents, a great Christian home, but I was very violent um, as a child. I used to get in fights all the time, and my main thing was is that I had no self-control. And uh, I used to bite people all the time, too. And uh, it was kind of my signature move, and so everybody referred to me as Mark the Shark. And so, uh, anyway, I was always, like, in the timeout chair in school. My mom was always getting calls about me fighting other kids. And it was really tough. I mean, this happened for years. And uh, I was even and I was even held back a grade, like, from preschool. Instead of going from, from preschool to kindergarten, I went from preschool to pre-K to kindergarten. That year was, like, that extra year was, like, supposed to mature me. Um, my dad said I was getting red-shirted. And then uh, my mom said it was, like, you know, Hopefully you'll stop biting people and that kind of thing. And, and so anyway, uh, my main thing was that I just had this this anger problem, and I just had, didn't have any self control, any filter that said, "Oh, I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't be uh, violent like this or whatever." And so my uh, dad then um, you know brought me to the St. Cole Bible Study Fellowship, and uh, I really got to understand and, and grasp. Uh, Jesus Christ and through uh, listening to other people's testimonies and kind of how they were and, and, and what they've done and then how God affected them. Um, I then realized that through studying scripture at this Bible study fellowship that, um, you know, I, I was uh, a, a changed person because uh, I had the, the Holy Spirit was, was changing my life. And I no longer felt like I wanted to, you know, when somebody would do something, they'd be like, oh, I have to fight them or I have to bite them or something. It wasn't like that anymore. And so uh, I was really changed at a young age. And um, I, like I said, became a Christian when I was, when I was eight years old. And, um, but I, you know, still had more struggles after that, which we'll hear about. But, um, but anyway, that's kind of how I became uh, a, a Christian at, at that age. And so, yeah, um, I would have totally wasted my entire life had uh, Jesus Christ not saved me. My mom sat me down when I was like 17 years old, and she's like, "Mark, she's like, I'm so proud of the way you turned out because you know, when you're a child growing up, I thought you'd be in juvie, like you know, going to jail because." You're such a bad child, and uh, she she often like counsels like other like you know parents, and she's always like, look, you know, I know your kid's really bad right now, but let me tell you about my kid. He was horrible, and uh, but you know, God came into my life, and so um, so yeah, that's kind of what, what the Holy Spirit has uh, has done for me, and there was a, there was a drastic change in my life, and it was a personal change, and so uh, yeah. I have to say, Mark, though, that uh, I've heard people say, I did drugs before Christ, or I did other things, but never heard biting before. That's, that's a new one for me. Actually, actually it's epidemic. <laughs> just, it's kind of like on the down low, people don't talk about it. Right, right. It's kind of, yeah, they're embarrassed about it. But some people are biters. No. Um, well, I'm the series is like Don't Waste Your Life, and uh, which is a book by John Piper. And so, like, um, I think it's like How Were You Tempted to Waste Your Life? So immediately I think, um, Oh, I was tempted to waste my life by not knowing Christ. And so I think that kind of like presupposes itself, but it's, at the same time, like, it's kind of a really short answer. So I guess I'll expand on that. Um, and I think uh, I was thinking about what I want to share and because um, everyone's life there's like a lot of things that um, they learn and things that they learn well you know um, 
why, where do they fail and um, where does like Christ succeed in their life and stuff like that. So I was thinking, um, one thing I guess I really wanted to hit home this when I talked is uh, um, what it means to be uh, a disciple, what it means to follow Christ, what does it mean to believe in Christ. Um, and so that's one thing that I think it's hard for, especially our culture to understand because they're so individualistic. And so I guess that's, that's going to be my bit when I talk. Um, it's going to be what does it mean to live for Christ, what does it mean to be a believer. So um, I think of it this way, it's hard for me to understand that when I was growing up. Um, well, um, I guess I'll think of it this I guess I want to explain it this way. Um, everyone knows what vitamin C is, right? Like it's, it's helpful for your immune system, etc. Um, if you don't have it, eventually you get scurvy and you just you die a horrible death. But at the first, if you don't have vitamin C, you really can't tell. Can't tell until a little bit later, and then it starts to show up and, and it's nasty. Um, so I think of it like that. Um, that's how Jesus is. Um, at first, maybe you can't tell, but then um, uh, you're just you're you're dying on the inside, and people some people. You know, go towards drugs. Some people go towards doing worse things. Some people bite. Um, so it just depends on like what, how it um, looks. But everyone has the same issue. Like we need Jesus and we need um, God. Like we are made to worship. We are made to serve God, and um, that's just how we're made. Just like we're made to use oxygen. We're made to you know take in certain vitamins. Kind of the same thing. Um, <laughs> so with that kind of introduction out of the way. Um, uh, my life was, it's not like a, you know, like I wasn't a biter or anything. Um, I had a little better life. I'm joking, Mark. Uh, no, um, my, my family growing up uh, wasn't really a Christian home. It kind of was, kind of wasn't. It was kind of, I guess, a quasi-Christian home. Um, my dad wasn't Christian. He went to Catholic church, but he wasn't a Christian. He doesn't go anymore. But um, he, was, he was like a bad Catholic. So it's like, it's pretty bad. Um, he didn't even like go to church that much. Um, and so my mom, I think she's saved, but she doesn't really live it out that well. Um, like she's not a part of the body. She doesn't go to church. Um, and I think that that's been a struggle for her. And so um, for me growing up, I didn't really see what it meant to live for Christ. I didn't see what it meant to be a disciple. Um, what does it mean to believe in Christ? Um, and so my mom, like, she told me, you know, okay, well, um, Jesus died on the cross for you. You know, you're a sinner, um, et cetera, et cetera. You need God. And so at a young age, I was like, okay, well, um, I realized God's in control of the whole universe, and he's more powerful than me. So um, if I try to be rebellious, it's just going to go bad for me because he's bigger than me. Like, you don't, you don't pick on the biggest kid in school unless you just want to get beat up. It's kind of like that. So I was thinking, okay, well, I want to be, you know, I want to do what God wants because I don't want to get beat up. It's just smart for me. So um, I was like, okay, well, you know, I believe that. That's true. <laughs> but for me, growing up, it kind of was the same thing. as like, okay, well, I do my life. You know, Jesus did his thing. That's cool, and I'm thankful, whatever. I'm, I'm just going to kind of do my own life. You know, it's, here's me. Jesus is over there. That's cool. Cool. He's doing his thing. Did the Jesus thing. That's cool. Um, so that's how I kind of, kind of saw it. Um, uh, so my mom really, I really didn't have an example growing up. Um, my dad um, is, was really like verbally abusive. Um, he's kind of like, like I would just do one thing, like not turn the light on, or not, I mean not turn the light off, and so he would, he would just go on for like 30 minutes, just like, I don't know, I can't even really do it. He's like, why, you hate me, hate me, blah, 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 and he was like, talk like that, like just stay, like kind of just throwing things out, and that doesn't really, if you took one thing, it really didn't like, say so that doesn't really make sense, but um, why would I, why just because I forgot to turn the light on, why does it mean that I want to waste all your money, Dad, like that doesn't make any sense, but he just throw these things out, and it was kind of like Chinese water torture, in a sense, and so he would 
go off for like 30 minutes on something just like I didn't turn the light off. If he didn't turn the light off, it would be like, oh, you should have seen it and turned it off and then go on the same thing. And so it really didn't matter what happened. It was always my fault. And so, like, it was really hard for me. Like, I was really insecure because of that. Um, he's just extremely verbally abusive. Um, and still is at a certain point. Just now I just really don't care. It's like, okay, Dad, sure. Um, you can go over there and talk to yourself about that. But, um, so, um, it was that. Didn't really go to, didn't go to church. Obviously, my mom was, she tried to get, take us to church a little bit, but she never really, like, she's, She's kind of like the normal, quote, Christian these days. Like, you just kind of like, you know, if you go to church, you really don't get involved. You really don't follow Jesus. But you just have this cognitive assent, which means you just like, yeah, I believe that's true. Um, but that's about it. Um, so, um, yeah, so I kind of just saw it as, you know, well, I just, okay, I understand that that's true. And then I move on with my life. Now that that's out of the way, I just move on with my life. Um, I never saw it as something that changes my life, that takes part of my life, that I pray about every second, that I talk to God about everything that I do. Um, never saw it that way. Um, and so, um, I, guess it's, I guess it's where really where I was. Um, it's really I just saw uh, the Christian, quote, faith as something you just, like, you understand. And you understand your mind. Um, and that's pretty much as far as I understood it. Um, and then I'll share kind of like where that changed um, uh, next time I talk. So here's Zachary. Hey. All right. Well, um, mine's, my uh, past, I guess, is a little different than Mark's and John's. Uh, I wasn't nicknamed Mark the Shark. I was nicknamed Blueberry. Yeah, very intimidating because I was just a chunky kid who wore blue a lot, I guess. I know. So, yeah, a little different. <laughs> but um, I guess when you think about the question, uh, how, how did I waste my life before Christ, um, the real thing that I did, I guess I'm kind of, I was a military kid, so I moved around a lot. And so as a military kid, it's really easy just kind of to clamp up because, I mean, you don't know people and you move around so often that it doesn't matter if you don't know people because you're going to see new people you don't know in four years, so oh well. And so I guess the way that kind of I wasted my life before I knew Christ is I was just the kid that was kind of just there. Like you just, you'd show up to things, but I wouldn't really react to anyone. And um, I guess when, uh, was it third grade, we moved from Texas to Germany. And that was really when kind of God just kind of shook my world up because um, I still, I guess we kind of just started going to church because my parents just um, accepted Christ. And so they were kind of new Christians, so we were kind of just learning what that was as a whole family. Uh, I have an older sister and a younger brother. And so just try, trying to figure out what that is and then moving to another foreign country. So that was really weird. But um, I guess just um, with when we moved to Germany, God really just changed me and kind of just kind of slowly helped me realize, like, I guess, I don't know, it's not about you and kind of just come out of your shell. I guess that was kind of weird um, to say. But um, it, the reason I, I say that God changed me is because when you live in a foreign country, like in Germany, uh, you you don't have everything that you take for granted here. Like, you don't have Walmart and, you know, all the stuff. You can just go down the store. Uh, I remember we had to wait, like, two to three months before a movie came out. Like, I remember we'd, like, hear about the previews and then wait for it to come out. So it was really different. And um, I guess because it was so different that you kind of had to depend on your American friends and the American people because um, it's like you're basically like a little small America in a foreign country in Germany. And so God kind of used that to kind of break me and kind of make me more... Yes, how going, as you could say, and um, how God just helped me realize that uh, through like, because you really like learn about family and uh, just relationships, I guess. 
and God just helped me realize that like in Germany and just through everything that you go through that God can get you through things and he can really change you to what he needs you to be and what he makes you to be and I guess we'll get back to the question about how, how did I waste my life uh, I didn't really do anything a lot of times as Christians or non-Christians we're just kind of there complacent complacent, and don't really care and so that's kind of a waste because you're not just taking up air but you're just you're not doing anything and so I guess just an encouragement that I want to try and give to you guys is um, try and do something well, God's all created us so different and we have different tastes different likes just looking around the room just even the way we dress we all dress kind of different because of the different styles we have and so uh, whatever your, I guess your likes or desires are just try and use them for however God wants God created you for uh, we all interact with different people and that's something I really realized over throughout life that we all are interact with different circles of people and different kinds of people and so you can reach those certain people that maybe I couldn't necessarily meet or John and uh, so just kind of don't waste your life in that aspect try and really just get to meet and greet the people that you know that you're in around and so that's kind of how I didn't learn to not waste my life just to interact with the people that you're actually around with next question is uh, what circumstances led you to follow Christ and desire more than a wasted life Okay, um, I was, uh, let's see, in seventh grade, we had been living in Springfield, Missouri for eight years, and uh, I was, still am, just a really social guy, I love talking to people, getting to know people, um, in middle school and seventh grade, I was, like, president in the class, and just had, like, four best friends, and we used to, like, hang out all the time, like, play gold knives, it had just come out, and that's how old I am. And uh, and so I was loving it. I was like, this is great. And uh, my brother, my older brother, Matt, picked me up from basketball practice. He's like, hey, Mark. He's like, I've got some bad news. He goes, we're moving. I was like, okay. I was like, where are we moving to? And he goes, Temple, Texas. And I go, where's that? And uh, and so anyway, we ended up moving my eighth grade year. And it was just really tough for me because uh, I had kind of gone from the top of the food chain to the bottom of the food chain. And I was really dependent on people, uh, on people accepting me. And I had put all my worth and value into people thinking I was cool or including me. And that's not what I found when uh, my my eighth grade year uh, in Temple. I was I was really trying to, you know, I, I showed up. I was like, this is going to be fine. In three months, I'm going to be running this joint. It's going to be great. And uh, but like six months later, it's like still like nobody. I'm just like sitting there at the lunch table, like by myself. I'm just like this is such an injustice I was like I was such a I was so cool in Missouri and here I'm such a tool and this isn't right and uh, and like all like the guys there that are like the cool guys they had known each other like their whole lives and they're like a tight knit group and there was like no room for me and so I was just like man like this is so tough and I was just really getting depressed and and uh, and so anyway I didn't know what to do and so I started going to the youth group uh, at Temple Bible Church. And uh, the middle school uh, youth director was this really tall guy with bright blonde hair. His name was Dave McMurray. Uh, not Casey. Casey's shorter with 
bright blonde hair, but uh, Dave had actually dyed his hair blonde, which was kind of an ongoing theme uh, for middle school uh, directors at that time. But anyway, he had really like taken me under his wing, and he helped me like get in this Bible study, and he was he just you know gave his time to me. Like we would hang out, like play sports, like play basketball. He was like my only friend my eighth grade year. And uh, and so through this Bible study that he led, I really understood depending on God and not depending on other people. And I mean, even through high school, I really never found like my niche. Like I never really got that back uh, until much much later. Um, but not it never happened for me in high school. But that was okay because uh, I stopped um, depending on people. And so. Um, so, so that was a huge thing for me, and you know, uh, one of my struggles. Are we are we talking about that? Are we talking about struggles with, with this or the next one, or okay, yeah, okay, good. Um, yeah, one of my, uh, one, I mean, one of my struggles, my biggest struggles, was just being accepted by anybody, by guys. I wanted to be respected. I wanted to be the funniest guy in the room. And you know, if there's a group of guys in a circle, like standing around talking in a circle, like when I walk up to that circle, I want them to part, and like I want to be a part of the conversation. And it was just like, you know, I had this huge like dependency on on other people. And there's a lot of times when I was just let down, and you know. Um, and so, and so that wasn't there. And then um, also, you know, with with dating girls, I had this, you know, huge thing. But I always wanted to, you know, have a girlfriend, like have that, you know, kind of dependency. And uh, you know, at, at that time, of my, time of my life, like it was uh, a struggle for me was like the the, the physicalness in the relationship with a girl. And um, you know, like for me, I been convinced of this lie that I was just like you know what as long as I'm not having sex like it's this is fine and everything's cool and I'm such a good guy because I'm not like doing drugs or having sex but it's just like if you uh, you know bring in the the physical like the physical side of a relationship with you know, you know somebody you're dating it's it's going to destroy it and the best advice I've ever received about dating people and it's true to this day it's uh, my, my mom told me this when I was a teenager and she was like she's being physical in a relationship is either going to destroy a good one or prolong a bad one and uh, that's that's just the truth and so, um, I, you know, I want you guys to know, you know there's, there's so much more f- fulfillment in getting to, to know somebody and, and being a spiritual leader uh, rather than depending on, uh, you know, physical needs. And so, um, you know, one of the things that, you know, I was screwing up in, in, in high school and uh, the beginning of college is that I wasn't dating women of God. And, um, you know, it, it was my, it, until my, end of my, gosh, freshman year of college, I was dating this girl and I, I caught her red-handed cheating on me. I was like, this is horrible. I was like, why, what am I, what am I doing? I kind of went off on my, uh, I broke up with her and kind of went off my self-discovery of kind of like, why, why am I dating these girls? Like, like, wh- you know, like, wh- what's the deal? And so, um... I stopped dating girls for like a, a whole year, and I went to this uh, young life camp called Frontier Ranch, and I met all these this great community of, of guys and girls, and they're all just you know in the center of God's will. 
and um, I met the coolest guys that I'm friends with to this day, and then uh, the impact that the, the girls made on me, I really discovered, like, you know, dating a woman of God is, is really, like, the, the best way to, to date a girl, and, um, and so that affected me from then on, and it totally changed my game plan, and, uh, and so... Um, Anyway, and then I so I dated a girl, and just to let you guys know, like I dated a girl my uh, junior and senior year of college, and it was just like I you know pursued her for six months, and we went to church together, and then we uh, we dated for a full year, and uh, we didn't do anything past kissing, and that was the best relationship I've, I've ever had. Uh, we we did break up because I realized that you know we didn't have the same sense of humor, and she didn't get my jokes, and she didn't like watching The Office. I mean, so I mean. And that's just that's just like a that's just like a yeah like a, that's just like a write off in my book and uh, but I mean I'm telling you you know I mean she was so great she's such a great person and it was the best breakup I've ever had because there there wasn't there wasn't any baggage and um, it was just such a great way to leave the relationship but I I tell you what like you know if we had depended on any kind of physical thing if that relationship had been prolonged I mean we could have gotten engaged we could be married right now and. I couldn't watch The Office. I'd be living in misery. And so, I mean, I just, just want to, you know, tell you guys to, to really, you know, be very careful with, with what you're, you're doing to, your, to yourself and with, with what you do to, uh, to, to other people. And so, um, so yeah, so definitely, um, you know, struggles were just being accepted. And, but, but what I learned is that, you know, I don't have to depend on, on other people for that need of d- depending on God and then with the relationships I have with, with all my friends like having Christ in that relationship is, is the best way uh, to have it and so that's good Mark um, alright back to what I um, uh, it's kind of my thing with um, it's like what is what is faith what is following God what is being a disciple, what does that even mean? Um, I think it's really hard in, in just our culture that just sort of really individualistic, and you know, it's all about you know, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to you know, create millions, I'm going to start a business, I'm going to whatever. It's all about me. Um, so I guess I want to first, I just kind of want to talk about just real quick to say what uh, what what is faith? Um, I think with us we think about what you know, faith and belief are the same word. Belief is the verb, and faith is the noun form of that word. Um, and so if you think about well, what what is belief? Well, I believe that. You know, like, it's, English is really hard to figure that out because English is really bad. It's, like, really ambiguous. Like, for example, you could say, I believe that one plus one is two, or I believe that um, Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. So, I mean, just things like that. It's, like, all in your head. Um, but in the Greek, um, the word is pastuo, which basically means it's, like, this trust. It's, like, this deep um, kind of dependency, trust. It's, like... It's not that you believe with your heads, you believe with your whole self. Like, um, the disciples are willing to, you know, like Peter was, Peter the fisherman, yet he was able, he was willing to um, drop his whole business and follow Christ, which means that um, his identity was fishing, and he was able, he was, he was, um, trusting um, in Jesus and just dropped everything. And so, um, that's kind of, that's kind of what, um, the grounds problem we're talking about now is, um, is faith is um, dropping your whole identity, willing to drop everything you are, so that you can follow Jesus. Um, not that so you can, you know, have Jesus on the back burner. That's not what faith is. Um, and so, 
um, that kind of journey to kind of understand that started in eighth grade and um, was kind of a long process and I really didn't don't understand it completely but um, I know that God was working in me and kind of um, changed my um, understanding of what it is um, but the, but I'll I'll hit the highlights um, is that kind of ninth grade. Um, one of my one of my neighbor my neighbor was actually uh, he was uh, I went to Westwood and our mascot was Warriors so um, there's this club called Warriors for Christ and um, and basically I thought I thought I was Christian or it was a process or I was becoming um, I don't think being Christian is always like um, you know actually deciding to follow Christ is always like an instant thing I think sometimes it's the process and God works on you and then um, there's that moment where you actually understand what God's been doing in you and, and now you look back on it like oh, okay wow you know I'm, I'm here now but somehow when did it happen I don't know but um, so for me about ninth grade I went to high school uh, my neighbor was like a leader in this like um, club like Boys for Christ or basically it was like a small church service kind of thing like we'd go like 8 o'clock church started like 9 we would go 8 to like 8.40 and we'd have like some songs and we'd have like a pastor from the area like come talk give a small message like for 10-15 minutes um, and that was we had that every Monday and so it's kind of like a mini church um, in a sense and so I kind of started going to these um, and somewhere along the way um, I kind of just opened my eyes to realize that um, it wasn't it wasn't you know Christ and then me it was you know like the same like my life was to become a Christian like that was kind of and and I sort of understood it partially um, but I don't know somehow it changed and um, all of a sudden that I had this like uh, passion to start just reading the reading the Bible I didn't even know why and so um, we had like long lunches like 45 minutes or 50 minutes or something like that and so I'd finish eating and then I would go to the library and they had a Bible and I would just like start reading it and like I would just you know I would just read it every day at lunch and I was just like I couldn't get enough like um, I just wanted to read as much as I could and um, and so um like I, that's kind of where the journey started, and I just became kind of obsessed with Jesus. And I was like, "What? You know, who is he? I don't really understand him. He says these weird things, and what's up with that? And um, why are people randomly following him? What, what's the deal?" And so um, I knew some of the stories, but it still was just like um, reading for myself. Kind of uh, was this like it was kind of the thing I was trying to understand, and. Um, uh, also, the, I guess there's. I guess I'll talk about three parts. Um, and the, then the next part was um, like I kind of just started having quiet times of my own. I didn't really know what a quiet time was, but I was like, okay, well, you know, if I'm gonna um, like be a, be a Christian, I'm gonna follow Christ, and I probably need to, you know, spend time reading the Bible every day. I probably need to um, pray. I probably need to, you know, I didn't really call it a quiet time. I didn't know what that was, but I kind of, in effect, did. Um, and I kind of thank God that He kind of. Um, give you wisdom in that sense um, and so I began like reading uh, the Bible every day and um, and doing that and then um, I kind of was like okay well I probably should go to church um, I don't really understand like I do now like how important it is but um, I didn't understand what really what community was that well either but so you probably should um, and I, I kind of decided to make this arbitrary, arbitrary decision okay I'm going to start going to church and and then um, my neighbor who got me into going to Words for Christ was going to help me but every week he kind of bailed on me for like four weeks and so I was like okay well this is um, I was going to try to find a church like go to different churches and then figure out which one I want to go to and then um 
<coughs> I randomly uh, asked one of my friends, I was like, hey, where do you go to church? And he's like, uh, Hill Country Bible Church. And I was like, it's in Austin, if you guys don't know. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll go there. I'm done trying to deal with, you know, trying to find one, I'll just go to one. Um, and so um, I went at first, it was kind of weird, because he, really, he was really quiet, and I didn't know anybody, and so it was kind of bad. So he just kind of stood there, and I just kind of stood next to him. And, like, he knew everybody, but he just really didn't talk. And so I was like, okay. Thanks, Josh, for helping me out here. And uh, basically, long story short, like I got involved and um, like basically just turn of events was really God working. Um, where I ended up going to this. Uh, basically, it's a um, we call it the Great Adventure, but we kind of brought it here. It's before, and uh, basically, it's like Impact, pretty much. And um, it's called it's called Great Adventure. I got involved in that and went to um, the the training camp and. Because uh, Josh was going to it, I was like, "What is that?" He's like, "Well," and I actually like missed the deadline, and we they were like pretty strict about that. But somehow I got in anyways, and other people that went to the church couldn't get in, and it was really weird. It was like it was definitely God, um, and so I got in. Basically, ended up it ended up getting um, in with some guys that that really tried to follow God and and uh, really just instantly all of a sudden had fellowship. It was kind of weird. It was, um, I really didn't do anything. It was all God working. And, um, and so uh, through that, God kind of taught me what is fellowship and stuff like that. Um, and then I guess the third phase is really of like what what does it mean to not waste your life? What does it mean to follow Christ? Uh, I was in college. Um, I actually fought for a long time because um, as I mentioned earlier, my dad was really uh, verbally abusive. I thought I was really um, introverted. Like I thought I was extremely introverted. Um, really, I was just really insecure and um, really beaten down because my dad, because um, he just like pretty much, um, yeah, just every day it was kind of hard. And so um, I went to college and I was just really quiet. And then um, basically at some point it was like junior year or so, um, God kind of was like, well, I, I don't know what, it, what exactly happened, but um, basically I just had this like um, epiphany and... Uh, uh, if you guys watch The Office, but um, I had this epiphany, and uh, uh, I just kind of, God was just kind of like, okay, well, um, it's not really all about you. It's not all about taking. I want you to um, just serve other people. And so there's this time where I had to stay on campus because of my classes, and I lived off campus. And so I was like, okay, well, during this time, I can, I can just really get to know everyone around me. And usually the thing at UHB is you, you, know, you get involved when you're a freshman, and then by the time you're a junior and a senior, you just really stop hanging out with people because all your friends are off campus, and you don't really make an effort to get to know anybody, and you don't go to the cafeteria, which is where you get to know people. And so... Um, I decided it was going to be different and I was going to get to know people and um, hang out with people and try to pour into people I could and um, and younger people and stuff and so that's um, kind of kind of what I did I kind of saw it as like I've been wasting my life beforehand and not doing any of that and um, it was like why you know why did I just like why would I just take you know from God and not not give back to, to everyone else and so um so as I said earlier, um, I kind of, I kind of began to, um, and I'm still understanding really what it means to be a disciple, what it means to follow Christ. But I guess the impression I want to leave with everyone here is that, um, like, if you, if you kind of view, um, I think, I think also it's our individualistic culture. But if you kind of view being a Christian is like, well, I believe that in my head, and yeah, I think I kind of live it out, but. Um, that's about it. Like that's really not, it's really not falling. And I'm not saying you're not saved, but I, but I'm saying that you should. That's a red flag. And that if you kind of see Christ as, you know, okay, well, I believe it, but then I kind of go on with my life. Um, uh, it's maybe a red flag. And so um, 
I just kind of want, want you guys to think about that and think about um, how does how does my life um, how does my life walk with God and um, in the in the Hebrew or in the I guess Near Eastern uh, culture um, to be a disciple was almost you kind of become a clone of that person. Like uh, when someone would ask you to be a disciple, you would follow them. Um, you would go. You would just do everything they did. They picked up a pencil. You walk up and pick a pencil. They sat down in a chair. You walk down and sit in a chair. It's kind of like um, if you guys watch The Office, like uh, Dwight. He kind of does like Michael do something stupid, and then Dwight will do something stupid. It's kind of like that, except Jesus doesn't actually do stupid things. Uh, so it's just like how Dwight's just retarded, and he just like does everything Michael does, even though Michael's a retard too. So um, it's kind of like that. That idea is like you know this. You know, the the um, rabbi walks by and he knocks over a chair because he's clumsy. Well, then the disciple walks over and knocks out a chair because he's clumsy. It's kind of like that kind of thing. It's just everything, everything you're being, everything you do is supposed to um, just mirror who Christ is and try to become um, a spitting image of, of Christ. And um, and that's kind of what, I'm, what I've learned, what I've been learning um, what, what it means to follow Christ, what it means to be a disciple. Like a Great Commission doesn't say, you know, uh, make converts um, and, disi- and baptize them in the Father's name, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. It says make disciples. Um, you, don't just, you don't just become converted. Um, that's like the first step in becoming, uh, in following Christ. It's not just the end. And so, um, I guess that's one thing I, I wanted to hammer home and uh, get, get some of you guys to think about. Um, am, I, am I a disciple or am I just um, sort of a convert, which is really nothing? Um, so, yeah. <clears throat> Let's see. What circumstances led me to Christ? Um, I guess mine was kind of in two parts. Uh, the first part was kind of just, I guess not self-realization, but kind of just like really just trying to figure out who God was first. You really can't believe in something if you don't know what it is. So the first part was just trying to, like, learning and, like, going to church and trying to, like, find out what, like, what is the Bible, what is church. And then I kind of got, like, that understanding and I learned what, like, the like the sinner's prayer was. And so I just kind of prayed that when I was probably like in fifth or sixth grade. But that's really all that happened. Like, after I did that, that was it. I mean, it was like, yay, um, I'm Christian. And so, all the way up until, like, my freshman or sophomore year, I was kind of just there. I mean, I went to church because that's what you did on Sundays. And I was just pretty, I was a lazy bum, basically. I'd, I was lazy kind of in school and just in everything, in all aspects of life. And so... I guess really when I kind of got shaken up is when we moved again. I moved back and forth between two different places in Germany, like over like three times between sixth grade and high school. And so I guess kind of just moving around a lot and just um, dealing, I kind of deal with the same thing with Mark. Like I kind of was the cool kid in Germany, but then when I moved to Texas, everyone's known each other since kindergarten, and I was just the new kid. And so they're like, oh, that's the new kid, and that was it. And so... When you go from something so extreme where you're really, like, uh, I guess, confident and with, like, you know everyone and everyone knows you, and then going to something different, it really can make you depressed. Um, I remember thinking things were too hard, and I never even thought about, like, well, it'd be easy, if, it would be really nice if I just, like, died right now. It's kind of crazy thoughts like that, just like, that's stupid, what are you thinking? But to me, it was something really real that I was kind of struggling with and just kind of just questioning God, because... 
remember I'm, th- I'm thinking, well, I'm a Christian now. Like, why aren't you helping me, God? And then I guess just through that, it was just a normal uh, church service I went to on Sunday, my freshman year in high school. And it was the our uh, it wasn't even the, our pastor. It was just a guy speaking, and he was talking about um, the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Actually, that was his whole sermon about. Um, I'm not going to say the Cowboys are God's chosen team or anything. Don't worry. But um, he was talking about for training camp, whenever you're a new cowboy, when you want to be a new cowboy, you have to earn your star on your helmet is what he was talking about basically and what he was saying is he wasn't talking about how you have to earn salvation but he was saying have you been working and like actually working at your life in a way that you can show and like have that star on your helmet so to speak are you actually living as a Christian or are you just that guy that's there on the team but he's not doing anything and I mean it's not really that prophetic or anything but to me I just like God really just spoke to me through that and just making me think, wow, like, I really aren't, I'm really not doing anything. I'm not really a Christian at all, if you think about it. And so I guess kind of what brought me to that would be the Dallas Cowboys, I guess. That's kind of weird to say, but um, it really did. God used something so simple as that. And I guess just seeing, uh, a lot of times when you just look at things in different ways, God can really just use weird things just kind of like to lead you to Christ and remind you. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you one story that happened uh, last year. I won't mention any names, but um, <laughs> I I remember I was kind of late to uh, to, to see life, well, not see life, um, to Wednesday night because I worked with the freshman and um, I remember I was kind of late and there was a parking spot between two cars <laughs> and I was thinking, hmm, and I was going to park there but they were kind of close and I was like, well, I don't really want to park close to them because they'll probably like open and ding my doors so I'll just park back here, like say these are the two cars, I'll park behind them in the parking spot behind them and so that way my car won't get messed up. <laughs> And I remember just getting out of there and just thinking, like, oh, man, I'm a pretty smart guy. Yeah, my doors won't get dinged. And then uh, next thing I know, we're leaving, and I'm going to take someone home. And someone just backs right straight into my car. <laughs> and so <laughs> uh, that was an interesting experience. And it just shows that, like, a lot of times when you think you're smart and you, you have, like, a plan or you have, like, things in control, uh, God can really just kind of be like, nope, and just show you, well, you're not as smart as you think. And so um, just wait. God will do some weird things in your life, too, that will just really bring you to him. So, Thank you, guys. We had one more question, but it's getting pretty late, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. But that's okay with you guys. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. Um, but I really want to thank you guys for, uh, for sharing. Give these guys a hand. They did awesome. And uh, next week, um, I'm going to share some of my story and also just tie it in with uh, a teaching deal on Don't Waste Your Life. And the week after that, we're going to have uh, Jessica there in the back and a couple of our parent leaders up here as well to share their stories. And uh, my hope as we've gone through this series, of course, has been that if you're a follower of Christ, you'd be encouraged by what you hear, that, uh, that as you hear things about their lives, you would see how your life intersects with that. And you would be encouraged by that to keep pressing on your faith. Um, but if you're not following Christ, as John talked about, uh, there's a difference between just saying you believe something and really committing your life to it and following after Him. There's a difference there. And so if you're someone who's not a believer, you're not following Christ right now, my hope is that as you hear their stories and hear where they came from, that you'd be compelled, you'd be convicted uh, to follow after Christ. And we believe that, that coming to a place like this, we're trying to help you along that journey. That's the whole reason that we're here. I know youth groups can be extremely weird places. Extremely weird places. 
And it can appear like we're just doing things just to do them. Like it can appear like we're just having an event just to have an event. Or we're just kind of having Sunday morning just to have Sunday morning. But our entire purpose in being here is to keep you moving in the direction of following after Christ. That's our number one mission. And so what I want to encourage you guys to do, if you have anything uh, you'd like to pray for um, or pray about in your life, if anything that these guys said to you just convicted you or, or, or moved you in some way, um, I'd like for you to come forward at some point after the service today and just talk with them, pray with them if you'd like to. If you want to come to know Christ, pray to receive Christ for the first time in your life, you can do that with them. Please come and talk to them if you'd like to. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pray for you, and uh, you'll be dismissed, and we'll see you guys on Wednesday, 7 o'clock here in the Outback. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for the way that you change us. We thank you for um, allowing the Holy Spirit to come into our lives and uh, allowing us to receive your grace in that way. God, I pray that you would uh, just convict us, help us to um, recognize sin in our lives, help us to repent from that, turn towards you, and turn away from sin. God, I pray that you would help uh, anybody in this room, God, that doesn't know you, doesn't believe in you, isn't following after you with their entire life, that you would right now even just uh, convict them Bring them to you, Lord. We know that the fact that they're even here in this building is evidence that you're pursuing them. And God, we just pray that um, that you would help us to be sensitive to the leading of your Holy Spirit, God. I pray that um, uh, this would continue to become a place where uh, it's like a family, a place where we can be brothers and sisters together and we can uh, spur each other on the faith. I pray this in your name. Amen. We love you guys. We'll see you on Wednesday. Take care.